for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Redraft, and I am not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping, and I am so locked in, and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking. And all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So, what are we talking? What kind of alignment? And running it deep, even players forgotten, or came from the bottom, or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 362 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we're live here on the Going For Two Live podcast network every Wednesday on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, uh, and our own website now, goingfor2.live. We have all of our audio and video loaded up there. And, of course, we're on all major podcast networks. Uh, If you're on YouTube right now watching us, please hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out a ton. I'm here with my co-host who uh, who looks different tonight. He looks uh, he looks married tonight. <laughs> What's up, Ryan? And congratulations, man. She, she did just Thanks, walk man. through the background too. Yeah. <laughs> did she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, man. It's glad to be back after a couple weeks off. Feel like a new man. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Congratulations once again. I know I said it on on Facebook, but uh, just to say it in person, congratulations to you too. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I read like six percent of Facebook things, but I, <laughs> yeah. just, I saw a bunch of names. Like, cool, thank you. Yeah. You say it once because you can't. You can't, can't say respond to everybody. It's no, 100%. it's in, it's insane if you do. Like, yep. you have too much time in your hands. percent. But it's cool. But All I appreciate right. everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Also joining us tonight, uh, he's been on the show quite a few times, formerly of Going For Two, but he is the host of Red Zone Redemption and a contributor at RotoHeat.com, Mr. Shane Barrett. And you can follow him on Twitter at FFShaneB. What's up, Shane? What's up, Jeff? I don't know why you still let me come on this show. You must really actually like me at least a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I, yeah, me and Ryan disagree about the college football playoff, but we're not. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I get it. Let's keep moving on. <laughs> I am happy to be here and really looking forward to this nonsense draft. Um, I uh, I pulled some deep ones. I think. I hope. I love it. I love it. Uh, so real quick, for my listeners that don't know who you are, give them an idea of what you do at Red Zone Redemption and uh, what you do over at Roto Heat. Yeah, so Red Zone Redemption is my podcast. I'm on a bit of a hiatus right now, but planning to probably bring it back in the off season. Uh, mixing fantasy football, more leaning towards the dynasty side with a little bit of uh, discussion around faith. Um, it's a big part of me. Uh, my hat says saved. I think it's the one that I'm wearing. But um that's my focus there. And then Roto Heat, I am a ranker for Dynasty, Devi, and the 2024 rookie class. Nice. Um, and then doing whatever I can to help break out there. And then you both, you guys both know I've got Polly's playoff. We're obviously in the thick of that right now with the playoffs coming up next week. But uh, year five is going to be a doozy. Uh, should be a lot of fun. So be paying attention and follow me on Twitter over there um for announcement of announcements about Polly's playoff for year five good stuff man good stuff all right as always guys tonight's podcast is brought to you by underdog fantasy check out their best ball leagues uh they got huge tournaments private leagues uh we're about to be entering into best ball season here in a couple months uh so you definitely want to get signed up there uh pickums of course for all major sports so i know uh you know the football season's kind of winding down but they're gonna have you know obviously playoffs nfl playoffs they got nba uh, they got every sport. So you go jump on there, do some pickums. Uh, use our promo code when you do that. GF2 is the promo code. Get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's as simple as that. Go get the app. Uh, use promo code GF2, and they will match you up to 100 bucks. So if you go there and deposit $100, you now have 200 bucks to play. Uh, so it's a, it's a great app. It's one of the most simple apps to use. It's even simpler than DraftKings or FanDuel because it's very straightforward. Uh, we'll actually do a couple pickums on tonight's show as well. Uh, speaking tonight's show, we have a great show planned. We'll do our typical spade or fade, which is our version of the sit starts. 
Uh, we're going to do some end of season awards because I forgot to mention that tonight is our last season long show of the season. Uh, me and Ryan have never done the uh, the playoffs before. And this year it seemed to end a little bit earlier than normal. Uh, but it is, it is our last week until next year. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll do some uh, end of season awards, listener questions. And of course, we'll kick it off with the uh, the, the aforementioned nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right, and tonight, and I got this idea off of uh, off of Twitter. I stole this idea. I, I liked it a lot, so I told the guy I'm gonna steal it and use it for our show. And this is this is what it is. Today we are drafting. If you were murdered and you could hand pick a fictional character to solve your murder, a fictional character to solve your murder, and you can, you know. As usual, there's no rules. You know, whatever you whatever you want to pick. If if you want to pick a fictional cartoon character, go have at it. Uh, okay. And Shane, you're uh, you're first up here, so give me your give me your 101 here. Okay, I'm going with the one that I thought would be more likely for you guys to pick here. So I'm going Scooby Doo. Damn it, that was my like- <laughs> the Mystery Machine crew. Um, that's my 101. Yeah, that's a good one. I had that on my list as well. That's that would have been yeah, that would have been my top See, pick. I was going to do that second and then you said something <laughs> about cartoons and I'm like, I'm going to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I ordered them I think in the the order of likelihood that you guys will pick them. If you guys pick any more of the other ones I have on the list, I'm screwed. So don't get <laughs> You only you only put 3 down on your list? <laughs> I've got 4. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right, uh, so yeah, let me scratch that one off my list. Ryan, you got the 102 here. So I don't want my murder to just be solved. I want vengeance to be brought down on them. <laughs> and I don't care if they get the right people or not. He's going to take out everyone in the way. <laughs> he can get just the like Punisher. when his dog was killed, and that was John Wick. John Wick, I love <laughs> it. Solid, solid choice. <laughs> That's a great choice. That's a great choice. I, didn't even, I wouldn't even think in that route, but yeah, 100%. <laughs> love that pick. The Punisher is also a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was what I first thought when you were talking about just punishing everybody on the way there. But yeah, good call on that one. All right, so I'm up here at the at the 103, and I'm gonna go with a weird one here because uh, mine are after after the two you just did. Mine's kind of boring if I go with my true 101 that I put on Twitter. Uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, one of my favorite cartoons when I was growing up, and he's actually probably the worst detective out there. Because his daughter always solved the crimes for him, and that's I'm going with Inspector Gadget. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I used to love that cartoon growing up, uh, and that you know, I think they have made it into a movie. Uh, yeah. But you know, you know that, that when cart- I was a kid, yeah, yeah, when you were a kid, they made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff was still listening to him on the radio when he was a kid. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a radio show at the time. They they, they were describing the spring coming out of his arm. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Inspector Gadget is the 103, and back to you, Shane, for the uh, the 104. Okay, I'm going a little bit more serious here. Uh, I'm going Elliot Stabler and Olivia Benson for my 10 or for my 202, 201. Say who was it again? Say it one more time. Olivia Benson and Elliot Stabler from uh, Law and Order SVU. Yeah, Law and Order. Yeah, that was on my list too. Oh, Good I call. Didn't know them. Good call. All right, Ryan, you got the 105. Uh, I'm going with a man who was super obsessive trying to catch himself a serial killer named Dexter. And that's Lieutenant James Noakes. Nice. That man was just on it. He did not quit until it was too late. I want somebody like that trying to figure out what happened to me. Good stuff. I love it. I love that pick. All right. I'm up at the 106. And this one, I don't think this is this show's even around anymore. I know it was it was around a lot when I was a kid. And it was one of my favorite sort of quote, quote unquote, more. realistic sort of detective uh and he was always kind of goofy and no one really gave him his respect they they, you know didn't think he was a very good detective and then he ended up solving the crime at the end and you're kind of like oh shit Uh, i'm going with columbo did y'all ever watch columbo columbo was it was it was so good because he was such a like a bumbling idiot and he would just pretend and, and everyone would just not give him any respect whatsoever and he just didn't know what he was doing supposedly but then at the end of the uh, episode you'd always figure out that he knew exactly what he was doing and figured it out from the very beginning and played him so Columbo would be my, my, my pick here at the 106 very nice I thought you might be going Monk Monk was another uh, one that's very similar to Columbo they're very similar to yeah. the characters 
Thought you were going monk. Um, all right, so that's to me now, correct? Yep. Yep. Ooh, I got two here. Um, <laughs> I got one left, so please don't. But I don't <laughs> think you will. Um, I'm going to go off the beaten path with mine and, and go with a show that I, uh, I'm actually watching right now. I'm going Bob Lee Swagger from the Shooter, se- uh, shooter Series. So if you so there's that. a movie called Shooter where it's Mark Wahlberg. Then they developed it into a series. Ah. Uh, and the series, I'm in season three now. Oh, it's really good. Uh, you should go watch it. But he's a sniper and can take people out from over a thousand yards easy. So I'm going Bob Lee Swag. I like it. I like it. All right, Ryan, your last pick here at the 108. I'm going with Guy. It considers a little bit goofy because he's one. It's Andy Sandberg, and he yeah. only does comedies. But Jake Peralta Jake in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's a little bit weird. He's quirky. He's over the top. But you know what? He always gets his guy. He's kind of brilliant when it's finding clues. And he's going to hit you with good catchphrase after he does it. Yeah. That was on my list. Actually, my next choice, you bastard. You took mine. <laughs> you <laughs> sniped me. I thought for sure no one would get that one. I, I lo- I'm obsessed with that show. I love it so much. All right, so I will round it out here uh, with an iconic character. And I don't know if you could necessarily call him necessarily a detective, uh, but I'm going to go with it anyway. I'm going with Batman. I'm taking Batman. Ooh, that's a <laughs> He's considered the world's greatest detective. So Yeah, so that, that? that would, yeah. That, I don't yeah. see him as a detective. I don't ever see him, but, you know, it's, it's Batman. He can do whatever he wants. So mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll take Batman here at the 109. The, I think it's a the, steal. The Batman movie Twilight guy, he's a detective almost the whole time. <laughs> it's really good but it's the twilight <laughs> all right that is the nonsense draft the last one of the year now let's get to some news and notes news and notes from around the league all right we can do literally an entire podcast on quarterback injuries right now i mean it seems like every single team has a quarterback injury uh, the latest one here, Trevor Lawrence, uh, says he's going to go through rehab around the clock to try to get himself back uh, from a high ankle sprain. I don't see it happening personally. Um, so my question to you, Shane, is what are you doing with the West, rest of these pieces in this offense here if, if it's not T-Law? Like, you got ETN there, you got Ingram, you got Calvin Ridley. Like I So as a Jaguars fan, I think if they're smart, they're going to rely on the run game a little bit more and lean on ETN potentially Darrenis Johnson if you're in a really deep league. Um, but I would probably down... I mean, can you really downgrade Calvin Ridley with the year that he's had so far? Um, that And that hurts. Like, I've got a lot of Calvin Ridley, so um, kind of shooting myself there. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm trusting anyone outside of ETN, to be completely honest with you. Maybe Evan Ingram. Maybe. but. It, those those are the that's it yeah it's tough it's tough in this offense because i mean there's some pretty good uh, pieces in this offense what about you ryan what are you doing with this yeah. offense uh yeah it's literally those two and nobody else evan ingram tight ends normally a best safety friend for, yeah, yeah safety valve best friend of a backup quarterback and back some and they'll probably lean on etn do they play this weekend um are I... they Oh, the Browns. Browns, the Browns yeah. Uh, I trust nobody. Uh, this week, I trust nobody. Yeah. Because the Browns are going to put Browns everybody in the box. have slowed down against the run, they but, but I can I no see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, I don't feel good about this matchup at all for 100%. them. And I don't believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to miss a week. You, you think he will play? No, I said I don't think he's. I think he's on the score. Yeah, I think he's in the. I think they're. Weeks. I think they're just trying to play coy about it. Yeah, and I seeing agree. where they are. I mean, to say that he's in a rehab around the clock to get this uh, high ankle sprain, you know, fixed. He, it's like he did it last year. Does he not? Don't run. That, that's how you get hurt. Do not rush yeah. him back. Yeah. 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 Be smart. Agreed. All right, we'll uh, we'll stay in that division. Uh, some some terrible news because i actually really like this guy this year mr tank dell who's having a huge season uh of course he is now done for the season and i'm gonna go to you first ryan on this one um what does it do with the rest of the pieces obviously we know nico collins is probably gonna get more targets but you know is there anybody else in this offense that's going to benefit from the the absence of tank dell i was gonna say nico collins i think is something just get 
fed a whole lot. I don't think it's gonna really hurt CJ Stroud a ton just because he's been so good. He spreads the ball around. And the other one I think we saw a little bit touch of it recently is I think Brevin Jordan's gonna be a little bit more in tune with the game. I like the upside of him being that athleticism down the middle. Yeah, that's a good call. Well, what about Noah Brown? Anything on Noah Brown? Dude. He had those couple of games where he was like, he was a superstar, like for two Noah games. Brown, dude, that's Noah Brown's career. Noah Brown exactly. has like every, every season in the NFL, he's had like a two catch, 85 and a touchdown game. And then someone eight, gets hurt. Then 13 weeks later, whether it's the same season or the next season, he has four catches, one twelve, two touchdowns, and then he disappears, and he doesn't have that much total the rest of the season. Yep. It's fool's gold. Yeah. Jamie's pumping up Xavier Hutchinson in the in the chat there, Shane. Any interest in him at all? If you're in a deep league, and I know him and Mike were talking about it last night on the cheat sheet, like, if you're in a deep league, I, I like Xavier Hutchinson, but I'm not starting him yet. Yeah. No. Like, there's no way he's touching my starting lineup at this yeah, point. 100%. You're, you're, I think you're going to find out who you can start from that, but I'm not taking the chance to start him. Yeah, yeah, agreed. The only other player I would consider is Dalton Schultz if he comes back healthy, obviously. Yeah. Um, that he, I could see him getting an uptick uh, with Dell out. 100%. All right, let's move into uh, some Patriot news here. Uh, Demario. Do we have to? Demario Douglas, you know, not so, so, so fancy relevant there, but Reminder Stevenson's the big one. Uh, he's been officially ruled out now. Um, and my question to you, Shane, if, you, uh, if you're the proud owner of Ezekiel Elliott, how comfortable do you feel firing him up this week? I feel pretty comfortable this week. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh's super super good against the run mm-hmm. um if i remember correctly but, and, yeah, they've got shredded this week i, I think he'll be serviceable um they gave up 105 james Conner. oh yeah i mean i could easily see zeke matching that and i i hope that's not too bold but i i could see him matching that i think there's similar talent level yeah i think that patriots essentially the way they're built are going to have to lean on the run and you know zeke's all they got there is there anybody behind Zeke that I'm, I'm forgetting? I mean, it's a Zeke and then nobody else, really, right? No, I think so, no. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else behind Zeke. What are your thoughts on Zeke, Ryan? Uh, can I just skip to my spade, uh, my fade, for my spade or spade? Go ahead, yeah. Now? Huh? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I did, we, we'll just get this one out of the way. I am fading the entire Thursday night game and everybody involved in it on both sides. The Yeah, I'm like, I'm very good with that. I want no parts of anything from these from these games. The Patriots, the Steelers playing against you. The Patriots defense is good. I want none of it. It was done. Count me out, dude. They stink. Stink, stink, stink. I think it's the Grinch Grinch would be proud to leave them, the Patriots offense, under your Christmas tree. (laughs) Just a board. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I told my wife in the car on the way home tonight that this game Thursday could legit end in a 0 0 tie. Yeah, it's pretty oh God, brutal. I hope, I hope not. I hope for nothing more. That would be, like, <laughs> be, be the only salvageable thing to make me want to watch the game is a chance that it could be a zero-zero tie. If not, I have zero interest. And yeah, I'll yeah. I think the fu- really funny thing was is a friend of mine's a big uh, NBA fan, and I think the NBA like this little mid-season championship thing is going on, mm-hmm. and this is a, a, a game at nine o'clock. I'm definitely watching that, even though I've yeah. been kind of making fun of it. Uh, an in-season champion. It's, it's, it's an awesome. Yeah. I, 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 Luca got himself a first half triple double right now. Yeah. I think my Pels are actually playing the Lakers at nine o'clock. So I'll be watching the Pelicans play the Lakers instead of watching NFL yeah, football. Dude, the world's only Pelican fan and the world's only Jaguars fan. This is super cool. Man. <laughs> We're like unicorns. Time. We're unicorns right now. <laughs> All right. Let's do, uh, let's, let's roll these last two quarterback injury news into one. Um, Derek Carr. Potentially not going to play, which means Jameis uh, Winston would get the start here. And then uh, Kenny Pickett and the game we just talked about. Um, <laughs> is there anything we can do with this news here, Shane, other than like just throw up, basically? If you have a chance to start Jameis Winston, I'm saying why not? Like, yeah. You've got to just for the experience at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I want nothing to do with whoever the – I want nothing to do with Trubisky. Um I don't think Pickett is very good. Trubisky's not an upgrade. No. No. That's sad. 
give me give me Trace McSorley there. Um, dude, I think it's an uptick for all the Saints though with James. Yeah, James Maybe. is gonna sling it. James might it. make some bonehead mistakes, but guess what? That's not gonna keep him throwing, baby. Yep, I, I agree. I think for you know, especially for a guy like Chris Olave, you know, we, we yeah. saw Jameis Winston make Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin, you know, superstars in this league just by slinging it. He may throw three interceptions, but you know what? That doesn't affect Olave. <laughs> you know, as long we as he keeps throwing it, fantasy points. Yeah, you know, as long as he keeps throwing it, it doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah. The only person I'd be concerned about potentially is Kamara. Yes, there will be no checkdowns. Winston is either like get sacked or throw a 30-yard, 40-yard yeah, pass. They'll, they'll, still call, they'll still call the run with them. Yeah, yeah. and they're playing cool. Carolina, if I remember correctly. So there's definitely running opportunity against yeah. Carolina. 100%. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're all bad. Everyone. All right, let's go ahead and jump into Spade or Fade. Spade or Fade. All right, if you've been watching the show all year, Spade or Fade is basically our sit starts. And uh, Brian already gave us one of his fades. He's fading the entire Thursday night game, which I don't blame him whatsoever. Uh, so let's let's start with uh, let's go ahead and just start with fades since Brian already gave us one. Uh, Shane, go ahead and give us one of your fades. Um, I'm gonna give you a deep cut fade, I think potentially, and it's someone on a team we already talked about, and that's Parker Washington uh, for the Jaguars against Cleveland. Christian Kirk is out. He had a really good game last week. It's going to be very, very tempting. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah, he was a popular waiver ad. I know that Beathard and him have that second team connection, but Cleveland is second against fantasy wide receivers, and I still think he'd probably end up being third or fourth in the pecking order of receiving. Do not start Parker Washington, no matter how tempting it is. Um, Yeah. Dude, it's sad if that's tempting right now for you. Yeah, I get, I get it. But it's sad. <laughs> brutal You're right now. You're starting him with no Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence is in, I'd maybe be tempted. Yeah, it's oh, it's it's you're having a rough season. You're probably not in that playoff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough out here right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my fade here. We just talked about this game a little bit, so we're talking about the Carolina side. I'm I'm fading Adam Thielen. He has not been as good as he was early in the season. Like we kind of called it. He's a little bit older. Um, Bryce Young has struggled crazily. And then, of course, they fire their coaching staff. And uh, the Saints, you know, defense, say what they will about them, but they're they're pretty good against the pass. And I think Thielen, you know, obviously if you've been playing them all season and he's been good for you, you may have to start him. Uh, I'm just not expecting too much from him this week. Uh, and if you got a better option, I think I'd go with somebody else over Adam Thielen. So he's one of my fades this week, if you can afford to fade him. Let's do spades, Ryan. What you got for a spade? Um, I'm going, I'm taking, I'm taking my one homer pick for the week. And I'm thinking Isaiah Likely. I think we saw him start to get involved in the offense this week. He had six catchers, 40 yards. No matter what, Andrews or not, we've seen tight end be important in Baltimore. even with new wide receivers there. We've seen him put a 100-yard game as a starter with a touchdown before. And they shouldn't have that much. They should have, they have to pass a little bit more and dump off quicker with the pass rush and still have an Aaron Donald crash in the middle on them. So I think he might see a lot of safety valves from likely. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, Spade, what you got for Jane? Okay, do I tickle Jamie's fancy or do I make a homer pick? Yeah. We'll go around again. It's, la- so. it's, the la- it's the last show of the season. Make Jamie feel good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll make Jamie feel good. I'm starting Elijah Moore this week. Um, he's only got one game since their bye week with less than five targets. He had 12 last week and I think nine the week before. I think the full week with Flacco and Flacco being the starter, plus Moore has the speed to get the yak. That could get him some nice fantasy points. Yeah, he's been decent lately, and Flacco seems to have that connection with him going back to the Jets, so uh, yeah. I like it. All right, I'm going to go with uh, my boy. If y'all listen to the DFS podcast, I've hyped this guy up the last couple of weeks, and I've I've been correct on taking him uh, even last week when he had a terrible, quote-unquote, terrible matchup on paper with Patrick Sertain. Uh, Nico Collins went out against Patrick Sertain and had a career game. Um, so Nico Collins against the Jets, again, tough matchup on paper. Uh, I think he's just, he's just that good, honestly. And I think him and Stroud have a good connection. I know everybody was all hyped about the – 
the, the Stroud to Tank Dell connection. But when you really look at it, Nico Collins was still getting more targets than Tank Dell. Tank Dell was just getting the big the big uh, plays down the field. So he was getting more, more of the media attention. But Nico Collins is the alpha in that offense. And I think he continues to be an alpha in a tough matchup against the Jets. So start Nico Collins with confidence this week. I completely agree. All right, yeah. let's do uh, let's do uh, one more fade, one more spade each. So just do do one of each, Ryan. Uh, at the same time. Yeah, uh, do one and then do the other. Uh, I'm gonna go with fade. Quentin Johnson. It's done. The experiment's over for me. I it, it's it, man. It might maybe in a season down the line, but right now he's bad. He's dropping balls. He has. They have no faith in him. They're sputtering. I, I want no parts of it. Yeah, I think I saw a stat. I forget where I saw it at. That there's eight, eight or nine receivers taken after him in the draft that have more yards than he does. Um, and some of the guys on the list, I mean, are you know late, late round guys. It's 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 insane how how Is Parker Washington on that list. He, after this past <laughs> week, he might be. He might be. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh man, I had two spades listed. One is one of the guys drafted after him. That's Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. I really like what we're seeing him. I like the matchup against the Giants. I love Jaden Reed, man. I think he's going to be a really good football player, and we're seeing more and more every week. Yep he's he's been he's been amazing. And Christian Watson, I don't believe plays this week, so I think he gets even more of an uptick. I believe so. Um, yeah, I like that. He might be the best receiver in that offense, honestly. Jaden Reed. I think he. I, I legit believe he is. Yep. Shane, give us a spade and a fade. All right, I'm going to go, I'm going to fall in uh, Ryan's footsteps and go fade here. I'm going Jerry Judy. I was on a show last night with Triple Play Fantasy and said I was ready to cut him, actually. He only has three top 30 weeks all season. They were all a combination of some form of wide receiver 29 or 30. He does not have a top 24 week all season, and other than week 11, he doesn't have more than four targets in the game since the bye week and doesn't have more than seven in a game all season. Yeah. So I am not touching Jerry Judy. Yeah, you could probably fade him in your drafts next season too because it's, yep. I think it's yeah. done for him. Yeah, yep. it's unfortunate. And, and then my uh, spade, I'm going to take the homer pick here so I can avoid picking the same game as Ryan. And I'm going to go Baker Mayfield here against Atlanta. They're in a, They're playing at Atlanta, so they're in a dome. Don't have to deal with weather. 17.2 uh, PPR points last time they played finishes QB 11 and they still have a shot at winning the division. Um, so I'm going Baker here. Yeah. I like that call. He's been really good this year. He's been someone that we've played in, in DFS sometimes cause he's cheap and, uh, he's been, he's been good and, and shout out to, to Mike Evans, 10, 10 seasons now of a thousand yards, only the second receiver to ever do it. Jerry Rice well, did it. Mike, now he's Mike Evans is so good. He's and never respected. He'll be he first. Will be, he will be a value of fantasy next year, too. Yep. He's Locked a first ballot Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. All right, uh, I will wrap it up here. I will kick it off with the spade, just to be uh, different than the two of you. And I'm going to go with uh, DJ Moore. Uh, he, in the last game that they played against Detroit, he went 7 for 96 and a touchdown. And that was just in Fields' first game back. And Fields only threw 16 passes in that game. And DJ Moore caught seven of them. Uh, for 96 yards and a touchdown, so I think that you know going to uh, going to Detroit. Actually, they're at home this time versus Detroit. Uh, I think Fields and uh, DJ Moore have a good connection. And if you were thinking about benching him because that Detroit defense is good, I would continue to keep playing DJ Moore out there. I think he's uh, I think he's going to be a solid player going forward uh, for the rest of the season. And then my fade, I'm going to that Jaguars game that we talked about. Um, you're probably going to start this player because he's been that good all season. You can't really bench him. Um, but Evan Ingram, the Browns uh, rank number one versus the tight end this year. They've actually shut down pretty much every tight end that go up against them. Uh, Evan Ingram won't be any different. I think that, you know, especially with a backup quarterback, uh, he could probably maybe get there on targets. You know, he gets a couple targets and catches a couple passes in a PPR league. Maybe he gets there, but uh, I wouldn't expect a big game from Evan Ingram. So he is my my fade here. All right, let's do our pick 'em of the week. Prop bet of the week. All right, uh, let's see. I'm gonna kick it off with you first, Shane. Give me uh, give me your prop bet here. Cool. Go to the Tampa game for me. Son of a bitch. 
<laughs> I hope I didn't pick the same person. All right, going. To um, I'm taking Rashad White higher than three and a half receptions. That's a pretty they, good. That's a pretty good bet right there. Rashad so White. The, the last time they played, he had six receptions on six targets, and they just gave up six receptions on eight targets to Brees Hall. So I'm taking Rashad White, and I think I just snaked the bejesus out of Ryan. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never had this happen. It's, I, 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 we've done this the entire season. We've never had the bets on the same player before. Yep, that's right. I had a different bet. I had Rashad White, but I had a different bet for him. Yeah, and it won't let me do two of the same player, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I had him at over 80 and a half total yards because he's had six of the last seven games, including against him. So give me a minute while you do yours, Jeff. Please. All right, I will do mine, and I will be going uh, Homer on mine, and I am taking Mr. Brock Purdy, and I'm going to go with his passing yards, and I'm going to go lower than the 257. Ooh. I don't usually take the lower. Uh, I don't think that they're going to have to do a whole lot against this Seattle team. I think it's going to be a lot of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think Debo Samuel, I think, gets a lot of rushing yards. And I don't think that, I think they're going to be so efficient that he's going to have to put the ball up that much. So I'm going to go lower the 257 and a half passing yards for Brock Purdy. Is that enough time for you to find another one, Ryan? Oh, oh yeah, dude. I got a slam dunk one. All right. I I almost feel like this one's a cheat code. Dave Montgomery over half a touchdown. I like it. You are receiving, dude. He's hit it in eight out of nine games this season. Way to recover. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> now, it almost feels like a bullshit bet, and like I shouldn't. Like it was like shouldn't be tough. allowed. Yeah, dude. He just scores touchdowns, and he's great at it. All right, let's drop some. Let's drop my five dollars on here. Uh, let me let me recap it before I do that. Recap: We got Rashad White higher than three and a half receptions. I think that's a slam dunk. Uh, I think mine's potentially the one that could break it, but uh, Brock Purdy lower than 257 and a half passing yards and uh, David Montgomery going higher than half a rush or receiving touchdown. And that is our pick them for the week. Let me click submit and drop the five bucks on there. All right. And as always, guys, if you want to sign up for underdog, it's that simple to play. Uh, it takes only a few minutes to put, put together uh, you know, your prop bets and use our promo code GF2. Get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. All right. Now we are going to get into our end of season awards. Like I mentioned, this is our last show of the season. We don't do fantasy playoffs. Uh, So we got nine different categories we're going to go through here. And I'll kick it off here with the fantasy bounce back player. And I'm going to start with you, Shane. Cool. Um, We talked pre-show. You want me to give my honorable mention too? Yep. Give them both. Cool. So the actual winner of this award is Dak Prescott. Uh, finished his QB 18 last year, is currently QB 3, um, and is having an absolutely phenomenal year. Love Dak, love what he's doing. Happy MVP he's, candidate. He found some, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then my honorable mention is my spade uh, in Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's currently on pace for his second best uh, by points fantasy finish and could tie his best if he maintains his position his best fantasy performance so far and that was after finishing i think it was qb 29 last year yeah good call good call ryan what you got for your bounce back player um i feel like it's not a huge bounce back i I think it's just kind of like a bounce back for how the fantasy uh, football community views him and that's dj moore he's having probably one of the best seasons of his career we haven't like we haven't seen him in that top ten yet, and he has a thousand yards already, dude. After an atrocious year in Carolina, with as bad as Chicago is, he's balling out. And there's a chance the situation even gets better next year. Like I love this for him. I know it's not a complete bum, but it's bounce back because he hit suck, but he definitely had to perform. Yeah, I think a lot of people were down on him too, just in general. Um because he, he was kind of just a four touchdown a year game guy, you know what I mean? Like he just we you know we talked about him quite a bit on our show, and the the, the whole fancy community was down on him. So I do I, I like that call. All right, so like Shane, I have two. I wrote down two in case one of y'all took mine, but I'll give both of them. Uh, the one that I'm going to give the award to this is the winner uh, is uh, a guy that I love a lot. If you watch the DFS show on Friday, I actually call him copy paste. 
because I just copy paste his name to the show sheet every single week because I, I play him every week. Uh, and this week, unfortunately, he got or this year he got too expensive. I couldn't play him every week. Uh, but that's Mr. Keenan Allen. Uh, of course, had a lot of injuries last year. I think he ended up at receiver 42 last year. Uh, this year, absolutely smashing it. I think he is um, is receiver three or receiver two on the year, um, just a little bit behind Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's been he's been catching touchdowns, which is really the key for him. I mean, he, he's always been a, a, a target monster and a, and a PPR monster, but this year he's getting the touchdowns to go along with it. Uh, so I'm giving the award to Keenan Allen. And I'm going to give the honorable mention to a guy that just came off of a huge game, uh, had three touchdowns in probably the biggest game of the season. Uh, I'm going with my team, the 49ers, Mr. Debo Samuel. Uh, of course, had a very bad season after coming off a very good season two years ago. Uh, had an injury-riddled season, didn't do a whole lot. He's kind of had a, a, a bit of a resurgence here in this offense. And, of course, remaining healthy is a big thing for him as well. So uh, Debo is my runner-up. Let's go, let's go breakout player here. We'll go with you first this time, uh, Ryan. So I was going to go super chalk and say same person who I think everyone's saying for rookie of the year. So I'm kind of going a little bit weird there. And I think it's a full breakout into him being a perennial top 12 wide receiver, and that's Michael Pittman Jr. Nice. I had We've one. seen he's having, such, he's having the best year of his career. He's going to have, as long as he stays healthy, He's going to have his top performance in everything. He's become an absolute target monster. We're up that 120 range already with five games left. I love what we're seeing out of him. And their quarterback situation is not even there yet. But he's still, every week, no matter who was starting, eight targets a week, almost guaranteed minimum. Yeah, I love that for him, and that's where I went out of the future wide, or wide receiver one. Yeah, he's an absolute beast, and I'm very disappointed because I traded him away this past offseason. I thought we had seen, you know, his ceiling at that point, and I traded him away, and now I'm regretting it, which I had kept him on my on my fantasy team. But we're yeah. we're at seven straight top twenty performances for him. Wow, that's that's impressive. I, love it. I, love I have a lot of Michael Pittman this year too, so I love that pick, Ryan. <laughs> All right, Shane, um, what you got? Yeah, I'm going with your team, Jeff. Brock Purdy. Hmm. I like it. Uh, I feel like it's a bit of a dark horse pick, but he's currently currently QB seven. He's got a 23 to six touchdown to interception ratio uh, and two rushing touchdowns. I don't have much more to say. He's just been really, really good and really consistent. That was the other thing. He only has one uh, single digit uh, fantasy point. Fantasy game. Uh, yeah, it was against the Browns. He had six point seven. Everything else has been at least double digits. Yeah, he's he's even surprised me, and he's an MVP candidate now too. I, That's I the real question: Is he your MVP right now, Jeff? Taking your fandom aside, if I was to choose right now, I think he would be my MVP choice. However, I do think that I don't know if he can sustain that sort of momentum because um, it's not often that he's asked to throw four touchdowns like he was this past weekend. It's not often that we're putting up forty-two points. You know, I think his stats will kind of come back down to earth over these last couple of games. And I think someone like Dak Prescott may end up being having the more flashier numbers. I, I think it should be a quarterback this year. Tyreek. So I think it, it should be Tyreek. I think, yeah, Ty, Tyreek or even Christian McCaffrey should be in Bro, that. Tyreek Tyre gets 2000 yards this year. Yeah. Which is very possible. He needs a hundred. He needs 110 Bro, he, per game. I think. Yeah. He has. Like almost as many receiving yards as McCaffrey has total yards. Yeah, it's it's insane. You're right. He's, Tyreek Hill. He's a game changer, dude. There's nobody like him right now. Yep, hundred percent. All right. Uh, so my breakout player, we kind of talked about him a little bit already on the podcast. Um, coming into the season, this team didn't have a quote unquote number one receiver. Turns out they probably had two re- number one receivers. Um, well, one of them just got hurt. But Nico Collins is my breakout player. No one really saw this coming. Uh, you know, he, he was a he was a rookie that didn't do a whole lot. Uh, no one expected much from him coming into the season. They were drafting him as the maybe he's the number one you know t- uh, receiver on on this offense, and I can get some fancy production out of this guy. But he's been an absolute monster, especially over the last couple of weeks. He's been absolutely killing it. Uh, I just mentioned that he lit up Patrick Sertain, who had shut down pretty much everybody at that point, uh, and he had a career day. So Nico Collins is my breakout player. Let's go biggest bust, Ryan. I'm going. There's so many. Uh, there's a lot. There is. There's a lot. I'm going with Austin Eckler, man. 
That's a good one. He's playing so – he looks so bad running the ball. He's still decent as a receiver, but for what his price tag was, and him averaging 3-5 a carry in his eight, dude, he's done. He's dead to me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, like that, that cliff came – we talk about that cliff coming quick. It came for fast a lot of for us. It came fast. Yeah. I know he's still running back 26, but, man. You took him top five. That's gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is tough. And and I had Eckler on my list as well as one of the biggest busts. And you're right. I mean, it just – and we thought he'd be different. I know he's gotten to that, you know, that age where we think running backs slow down. But we thought it'd be different because he hadn't had the, the wear and tear that some running backs do. I think he's never had a 1,000-yard rushing season. And, you know, he's been a, a monster in fantasy, but he's not been a typical running back. But that, that age cliff came quick. He, uh, he he definitely fell off. So, yeah, I, I'm with him, you on him that. And Derrick Henry are the complete opposite. Like, Derrick Henry, you expected that cliff to come because he's big and physical. That's yep. a flip-flop. Yeah. Nothing, uh, make, nothing makes sense. Agreed. All right, Shane, what you got for your biggest bust? This one's personal to me, and it hurts. T. Higgins. Um, I know now, injuries aside, more than half the games that he's played have been single-digit fantasy points. And that just that sucks um, for where you probably drafted him and the expectation that you had for him. So week one, a big fat goose egg. Then he has 28.9 in week two. And then he has a four point game and a three point game in weeks three and four. He missed five for injury, four in Seattle by 11, 19, and then the injury and then 6.6 this week. Like it has been rough rostering t higgins and i roster him in a lot of places yeah that is that is tough uh, you know what though i bet he is one of our top guys for break uh bounce back next bounce year. back for next oh 100 yeah. because there's because uh, if he's not in cincy for whatever reason he can be a team's wide receiver one yep. if he's in cincy, cincy he still needs he still might be he's, healthy. yeah he might be healthy and burrow will be healthy yeah mm-hmm. hopefully all right, so my biggest bust actually was Austin Eckler. So I'll take the second guy I had, my runner-up, and he's been a little bit better lately. Um, he has one of the worst touchdown efficiencies uh, in the NFL. I think at one point in the season, he had the most red zone carries without scoring a touchdown. Uh, Mr. Tony Pollard. Uh, we kept recommending him on the DFS show, saying that it has to come back to earth. Like he has all these red zone carries, and he just was not scoring touchdowns. At one point, I think he had uh, twice as many as the guy below him, and still had no touchdowns. Like I said, he's had a little bit better lately. He's come on a little bit more recently, but I think overall, if you took Tony Pollard, you probably got him in the high second round, and you've been disappointed most of your season. So yeah, he's he's my biggest bust so next to Austin Eckler, who I had originally. All right, this, this next one's going to be a, kind of a new category. Uh, and I just kind of came up with it. And we're talking about washed-up player of the year. Guys that maybe we thought were going to be good coming in, or maybe they've been good in the past, uh, kind of like you just talked about Austin Eckler. Uh, but who is the player that, you know, next year, Shane, you just won't be drafting because you think he's just washed up? Uh, I'm just taking this opportunity to completely shit on Deshaun Watson. Um <laughs> Dude has not been good since he's been in Cleveland consistently enough, especially to the level that he played in Houston. Um, And there's this meme or something going around on the internet where you see Deshaun Watson chilling with his feet up in the stands and Joe Burrow sitting on the sidelines, looking at a surface tablet, like give me the get the Burrow guy in this situation. Um, I just think Deshaun Watson's a scum of the, scum of the earth human being um and he's proving it on the football field too like he had he was cleared to play earlier in the season and did not come back when he had the opportunity and the amazing thing the browns are seven and five and in the playoff yeah yep and he's played five games six games i think yep so i I already wasn't drafting him for personal reasons but i i don't think i'm going to continue drafting him next year yeah, hundred percent. I like that one. I hadn't even considered him. That's a really good call, Ryan. What you got for your washed up player? So, I definitely combined those last two into the same thing in my under my brain. But you can I'm pick. With, you can go Austin Eckler again if you want. No, that, that's that's cheap. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with um, 
the king of the slant route himself, Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Even done. with like him playing majority of the games, he's had one top twenty-four finish in a game this season. It was like twenty-two. It's done, dude. It's Chris Olave's team, and he's just an ancillary piece. Even in games with eight targets, nine targets, he's getting like forty yards. Yeah, yeah. He's washed. He's washed. The injuries caught up with him. I love it. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, so I had a hard time finding a washed-up player that I really liked. So I ended up going with one that's probably kind of boring and sort of... Uh, oh, I didn't realize we had to like the player. Uh, it's just, <laughs> just, it doesn't say liked. Yeah, maybe, you're right. He said, he said he used to be good. Yeah, used to be good, I guess, is the, is the terminology that I use. So, okay, fair enough. This is still a guy that used to be good. He had a couple good seasons. We kept predicting him to sort of break out, and then he had an injury, came back from the injury. This was the year, like, oh, he's back from the injury. He's fully healthy. He's going to be the number two uh, receiver in this offense. He's going to break out. He's going to be a big-time player. Oh, I think I know who it is. Michael Gallup. Oh, not who I thought it was. Yeah. Were, you say, were you thinking Jerry Judy? No, I was thinking Mike Williams. No, Mike Williams was another option that I had there as Jer- well. Jer- Jerry Judy was my honorable yeah. mention. <laughs> yeah, Michael Gallup is someone that, you know, coming into the season, people are like, oh, you know, he's finally going to be back. He's fully healthy off of his injury. You know, he had a thousand yard season, you know, not that long ago. Uh, he's going to be the secondary piece to CD Lamb and yada, yada, yada. And it just, it just has never happened. I bought into the hype. I had him and I bought him cheap on a couple dynasty leagues, thinking that he'd eventually come back to what he was uh, and just never has. So I'm giving up on Michael Gallup this year or forever. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Jamie's saying I should choose uh, Alexander Madison. Because <laughs> he was never good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this, let's this do this. Has been a negative, uh, Alexander Madison podcast from the get go. Yeah, it has. I, well, I, you might have been, I don't remember. I've always hated him. I, I think I said something to the effect that he's going to get all the volume because there was nobody else there, and that's why I liked him in fantasy just because he's getting all the volume. But he's been so bad that even with the volume, he sucked. So <laughs> he got the volume that I thought he was going to get, just did nothing with it. All right, let's go fantasy rookie of the year. And this is a year that you can really go a lot of different directions because there's been some really good rookies this year. I'll let you go first, uh, Ryan. See, I don't want to not say him because, like, you have to say Puka Nakua because he's been so good, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to Sam Laporta. Tight ends just been so hard to lock down. And if I drafted him, I would be absolutely ecstatic because you just locked up one of the hardest positions in Madison for a decade. Sam Laporte has been so good. Jamie puts Trout in the comments. Again, fantastic. I'm just going off fantasy-wise and the hardest position to fill. Yeah, I think Sam Laporte has blocked top five for the next five to ten years, and he's an absolute star. Yeah, you were thinking the same mindset that I was as far as being – because I had Laporta as my fantasy rookie of the year as well because – it's the hardest position to fill. And then it's also the position that you have to wait on typically, right? You don't know if you're, they're yeah. going to be good. And he was good right off the bat. I remember the very first week that we did our um, our pickums, I took Sam Laporta, I think, under five receptions, thinking, like, this is a rookie tight end. His first game in the NFL, he's not catching five receptions. I think he had seven receptions or something in that first game. Yeah, I think and it was seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, it's been money ever since. So, um, yeah, he was my fancy rookie of the year. I have another one, too, but I'll let you go next, Shane. CJ Stroud. Yeah, I mean, if you've been paying attention at all to fantasy football and football in general, it's CJ Stroud. He's so uh, good, dude. And unreal. I love it, but I hate it because he's breaking the uh, the cycle of Ohio State quarterbacks being bad in the NFL. <laughs> but I'm re- like, I'm really happy for him because he's just absolutely killing it. Yep, got the player not the helmet. So we were all on the same wavelength because my runner-up was also CJ Stroud. Stroud. So <laughs> I'll go with the guy that Ryan mentioned and go Puka Nakua. Um, I liked him a lot coming into the season. I had a ton of him in, in, in Dynasty, uh, hyped him up. I actually, in the very first week of our DFS show, he was my sick call, which if you ever watched the show, our sick call is our, our dart throw players. And I had him as my dart throw in week one. Of course, he went and balled out, um, and I smashed that call. But yeah, Puka Nakul I'll go with as, the, as, a, as a third option here in, in our Rookie of the Year. Dude, this has been a great rookie season for a lot of players. It really has been. I think uh, Ryan McDowell, I tweeted him something on, on Twitter, and he went and did some research and did a whole article based on my tweet. And I forget how many it was. There's eight rookies currently in the top 12 of overall fantasy rankings, and it's the first time it's happened since 1998. 
which is insane to think about. Um, For context, people, I was three in 1998. (laughs) I won't give my age. I I was playing fantasy football in 1998. (laughs) Jeff was in year 12 uh, in the home league in 1998. All right. So these next two are just our personal. So we'll do a personal victory lap and then a personal guy that you got wrong. Um, and I'll go to you first, Shane. Give me both your personal. Yeah, I was going to combine mine anyway because they play for the same team. Um, and Jeff, you should see this coming from about a country mile away. My personal victory lap is Sam fucking Howell. <laughs> I was all over that shit all off season. Um, I loved the kid coming out of college. He had the production, didn't understand why he slipped in the draft. And then he's coming in with incredible weapons, a great offensive coordinator and their offensive line sucks and their defense is even worse. So they had to chuck the ball around and he's done everything that I hope for. I think Washington has their quarterback for the future. I hope they give him a shot next year to prove that uh, they don't feel like he's done enough this year, but for me, it was Sam Howell. And then my miss this year was Jahan Dotson, uh, his his running mate. I thought he could finish higher than where he's currently at. He's sitting at wide receiver 45, I think, if I remember correctly. And I was just super high on him. I thought he had the skills and the touchdown upside to finish a lot higher than he currently is. I know he's battled a little bit of injury, but Howell kind of spreads the ball around really well. So, like, all of their receiving options – aren't really having as good of an, a season as I expected. Um, it's kind of been a, a sum of the the parts. Yeah, and I, I had Dotson on my list as well, and I got, I got wrong as well. He was somebody that I was high on, and I know Ryan was too. We, we talked about him a lot in the offseason, so that's a, that's mm-hmm. a good call. And you were right. You were loving Hal. You were all over Hal, and Hal has been, been good. Ryan, what's your victory lap in your I was wrong player? I'm doing my wrong first because I won't get in over with. Yeah, I'm not wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, then, and I, you know what? I deserve to be wrong on this because I hyped up a Steelers player. And I'm an asshole for it because I should never hype up the opponent. That's Najee Harris. I thought he was going to get all this volume this year. I thought he was be part of the passing game. I thought like we were having 350 touch season. He stinks, dude. Like we, he every once in a while he has a good run, but he is bad. <laughs> I am done with the parts of that offense. Yeah. I would say? like to counter that he does not stink. Their offensive line is hot garbage. That's it fair. Is. That's fair. But, but he stinks in fantasy. And you know what? Jalen Ward, he breaks off runs on these. He's behind the same offensive line, and he's he's, he's doing pretty But he's not line. that much better. Like from a fantasy perspective, he's not that much better. Look at a, on a, on no, a per that's touch. The touches. Yeah, look on a per yeah. touch basis. He's a, he's a, he's Jalen it's Warren's like one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL on a per touch basis. I'm just saying Zeke and Tony Pollard. The same argument was made for years about yeah. them. And yeah, the thing is, Zeke, Zeke was good though. Fantasy points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying that Najee with an offensive line could put up could. similar numbers. Yeah, it's 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 potentially there. I just I yeah. he looks slow to me for some reason. I just don't see the I don't see the player I saw his rookie season. Yeah. All right, so my victory lap. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. We're not. We're oh, sorry, I, my bad. I, I, yeah. I interrupted. That went backwards. <laughs> Go ahead. I see how it is. Yeah, Brian Robinson, dude. I was a, I was Brian Robinson the entire offseason. Ever since he came out after getting shot the many men, and they gave him volume, they show they rushed him back from being shot, and I said he was going to get volume this year. It wasn't the Antonio Gibson show. It wasn't anybody else. They trusted him for a reason, and guess what? He's running back eight right now, and he's involved in the passing game, which we did not expect with no. 29 catches on the air. He's almost a 1,000 yards. He's a big part of that offense. And when does this become a Washington Commanders podcast right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, this is crazy. But I love Brian Robinson. I was high on him. I don't think I came away from a draft without him this year, and I'm real happy about it. Yeah, that's a good call. And I, one of the guys I was talking about when I was looking at washed up players, uh, Antonio Gibson came to mind because I mean Brian Robinson has made Antonio Gibson pretty much obsolete in that offense. He's, yep. He's uh, Brian Robinson's been all that they've wanted and more. So yeah, good call. All right, let's wrap it up here with the fantasy MVP. And there's all Jeff, kinds you of skip, you skipped your victory, victory lap now. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm moving ahead of myself, ain't I? Yeah, let me. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the time. Like, oh, we got six minutes. We got to hurry. But I'll do mine real quick here. That's last uh, episode of the season. 
Yeah, we can run a little long. Jamie won't mind. He's the only one watching right now anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, personal victory lap. Uh, I'm going with Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, I hyped him up a lot. and everybody's worried about his injury. I think they're going to find a ways to keep him healthy. They have. Uh, they protected him. They've gone to uh, you know a passing offense that can get the ball out quickly. And I said he was a dark horse MVP candidate. I think, you know, maybe not right now he's not, but I think at one point in the season he was the favorite at one point. Uh, and still in the still in the conversation, I don't think he'll get there, but still within the conversation, I think he's a dark horse MVP candidate. Uh, he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in a very powerful offense. And they put up 70 points on a team this year. So uh, I'll, I'll take Tua as my victory lap. And as my personal I was wrong player, I thought Ryan was going to take mine because he was going to go to the same team that I was going to when he mentioned the Steelers. I'm going George Pickens. I thought he'd take that step forward and be the alpha in that offense. And it's not all his fault. Some of it is definitely on the quarterback. Um, But I thought he'd have a lot more uh, targets and more volume than he has this season. And he just hasn't got there. I think he can still get there. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Uh, he's made some of the most amazing catches that we've ever seen. Unfortunately, just not happening often enough. But uh, Pickens was a guy I was super high on this offseason and just did not pan out for me. All right, now we will get to the fantasy MVP. Uh, and again, this is a you can go different directions. You can just pick the highest scoring guy, or you can go with guys that maybe were drafted a little bit later that now you're starting week in and week out. Um, it depends on how you want to look at it. But we'll go to you first, Shane, here. Who is your fantasy MVP? I think Ryan's about to be pissed because I'm going to steal his, but I'm going to keep it quick. Tyreek Hill. Like, enough said. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Like, yeah, Tyreek Hill. pace for 2,000 yards. Come on. And you probably got yeah. him late first, early second, maybe? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I'm going to go yeah. look at my family league to tell you where I got him. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not changing my vote on it. I don't care if three, it's Tyreek, dude. He's been a top five wide receiver nine out of 12 weeks. Top five in nine out of 12 weeks. He's automatic, dude. Yeah, that's, that's... Even, even Chris McCaffrey hasn't been that consistent on a week-to-week basis. Tyreek, if he's on your team, you're winning games. Okay, do y'all want to hear something stupid? Second round. Nope. Six. You nope. got him in the third? Nope. Don't I me. took him at the 105. Oh, in wow. My, in my family league so draft. You were, you were loving it. You don't regret it. Yeah. No, I don't. It definitely paid <laughs> off. I, I was surprised I took him that early. Yep. So I went Homer. I did go Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and the only reason why I did is because the position that he plays. Like, Tyreek Hill's been amazing and would deserve the fancy MVP, obviously. But there's been a lot of good receivers. You know, I mentioned Keenan Allen earlier. Uh, Christian McCaffrey plays in the position that it's hard to, I mean, you, all the top guys have been hurt at some point, uh, and knock on wood has not happened to Christian McCaffrey yet. He's been there every single week, even the week that he supposedly got hurt, came back and still played, uh, scored, I think a touchdown in 17 of the last 18 games. Uh, you can't, you can't knock that consistency. And I know you probably took him at 102 or 103 in your draft, but I think he's more than paid off, especially with the guys that went around him, like Jamar, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. He's more than paid off his uh, his worth. So can't go wrong, though, with Tyreek Hill either, of course. You got him a little bit later, and he is an absolute monster. I actually took Tyreek ahead of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> wow. You were all in. So you're you're having a pretty good season then in fantasy because you, you, you had some really good calls this past year. Thank you. All right, uh, so we're going to cut out the listener questions tonight. We're not going to be able to get to listener questions. We're going to go straight into the Forgotten Fantasy Player. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, so me and Ryan haven't been stumped much this year, but I believe, Shane, the last time you came on, you were one of the few that stumped us. And you I got you guys with Braylon Edwards. That's right. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Let's hear it. You guys ready? All right, I'll give you some, some college information first. Uh, went to Minnesota. He's 6'3" had 50 receptions and five touchdowns at least in three out of his four years in college. His NFL career, 439 receptions, 5,816 yards. I can't read. Uh, 53 touchdowns with an average 13.2 yards per reception. He played for three teams from 2010 to 2017. And I'm going to stop there for now. 2010 to 2017. 
the the, the college thing doesn't do nothing for me. I, I I don't know college is worth a damn. So Ryan's better at that than I am. I feel like that's a team that doesn't produce a lot of fantasy players, so it should be. No, I mean, I mean, it's like Rashad Bateman, but he still plays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, twenty ten to twenty seventeen. Said- yeah, Jamie said Eric Decker, but we just had that one. And I'm pretty sure he didn't get Minnesota. Um, yeah, no, no googling to Jamie. And Decker had way more. All right, give us uh, give us some more hints here. Okay. Uh, his best year in the NFL was twenty thirteen. You want the stat line? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, one hundred thirty seven targets, eighty seven receptions, one thousand two hundred eighty eight yards, and eleven touchdowns. 11 touchdowns, 2013. I can picture the player, and I think I know the team. That was the best season, but it's like... I'm blanking. 6'3". I don't know why I keep thinking of short players. I want to say Jalen Strong, but that's not it. Is it? No. All right. Give us some more hints. 2010. Uh, his teammate that year finished as a top three wide receiver, and he finished at wide receiver nine. All right, so let's see. 2010 to 2017. Receiver with two good... Team with two good receivers on it. Was it a Jaguars receiver? It's not. Oh, shit. I'm in the wrong place now. Give us... Give us one of the teams, not the team that he was most known for. Like okay, the, the Jets. The Jets. Every it's always the Jets. Every every player has <laughs> the Jets. He all three of the teams he played for were in the AFC as well. I don't know if that helps, but yeah, I'm, I need more. We erupted something mm. last week of this year, and I'm a bit upset. Need more. I mean, he said Jet. I mean, Eric Decker is there. I mean, I'm going to say Eric Decker. <laughs> it's Eric Decker. Is it is seriously? It really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Jamie was right. Jamie was right. We Good job, Jamie. It. Yep. Good stuff. And see, I I think of Eric Decker. Did Eric Decker went to Minnesota. Eric Decker went to Minnesota. I thought Eric Decker was bigger than six foot three. That's why I limited. I thought no, he was six foot five. I, th- I, I thought he was huge. Like I thought he was like six foot five. I thought Eric Decker would be. I think uh, Demarius was six five. Demarius was huge. Yeah. 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 He guessed. Uh, no, he was only six three too. Jamie hit that with that the, the Eric Decker. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, shit. <laughs> we just had that. We just had that like two weeks or like we had that recently too, Eric Decker. Yeah, we did have it this year. But the right. clues were so different. Yeah, it's it's funny how people give different clues. I forget what the clues like, were. They weren't even close to similar clues. <laughs> <laughs> I had one more um, that his wife was famous. I don't know if that would help y'all. You want Jesse Le- Jesse yeah. Decker? Mm-hmm. No, definitely would not have helped me at all. Well, I said, well, Jamie said, but I'm like, it was, I'm like, it's not Eric Decker, is it? And no, and like, I feel like I was ignored because I said I read what Jamie said. Yeah, I was, I, trying, I, I was trying not to react. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Damn, Jamie got that quick." He good, did. Good job, Jamie. Way, way to Google it. <laughs> All right, man. That wraps the podcast up. Shane, thanks again for coming on. I know you were just on. Uh, it wasn't uh, Armchair Fancy Show. It was the PLP. You were just on a couple weeks ago on the show. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. Like I said, we we try to get you on a couple times a year. It seems like, but really appreciate you jumping on, man. If you can. Uh, yeah, of course. Give us uh, one more time your Twitter handle and anything you wanted to plug real quick. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at FFShaneB. Um, and other than Polly's Playoff, which is, again, a tournament to end Alzheimer's, I would just say check out Roto Heat if you're uh, looking for something to compare with going for two. Um, we've got some really exciting stuff coming out for Roto Heat. Good stuff. Ryan? Uh, find me Twitter, Fox534. I guess we'll be on hiatus from here, so you won't be finding me here till next year. But... It's about to be film season, so I'm starting watching some films. So me and Jeff can, I swear, I swear and promise, we are going to put out rookie profiles this year. Yes, we are, and early because I'm ready to start on these now. I'm excited for it. Yep. This and is a I mean, over deep at the rookie big class, group. huh? This is a deep excited. class. Yeah. I'm excited for wide receiver, not running back. But um, yeah, find me a rookie big board. That's the big board podcast and boycott the NCAA 
college football playoff committee because they suck. <laughs> All right, guys, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. Like I mentioned, this is our last season long show, but you can still find me on Friday nights on our DFS show, at least through week 17. Um, and you can also find, I don't know if Ryan's going to be on the show yet or not. He hasn't given me a definitive answer, What's the but that? it's our holiday show. It's going to be on December 20th. It's a Wednesday. Uh, essentially, it's just uh, a bunch of the going for two live hosts getting drunk and playing trivia. Uh, so if you want to tune into that and just have a good time, we're going to have, uh, I got some games planned, some wheel of fortune, some connect Four. uh, connect Four trivia is going to be a lot of fun and a couple other things that we're going to do. So tune in for that December 20th. And then as Ryan mentioned, we will be doing rookie profiles this year. We're going to do, uh, I have a nice little format planned that we're going to do a little short, you know, five minute guys, just rookies. And we're going to hit as many as we can. Uh, starting in probably somewhere in January, maybe early February, we'll start hitting those. For Shane, for Ryan, I'm Jeff, and we will see y'all next year.